everyone. Welcome to Soul Quest episode 53. I am so excited. I know I'm excited about every episode, but I'm really extra excited today because we have Alison Wojtovich. Did I say it right? I got it. <laughs> and Alison was actually a student of mine in seventh, when she was in seventh grade science. And I know you probably don't remember me very much. But that was like such a hard year for me because it was my first year at Chisholm Trail. And I believe you were in that class that was really hard after lunch. I was probably in the worst class. I feel like I remember like my science well, classes just being abysmal. Every yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Didn't you hang out with like Dean? A little bit. I know Dean was a troublemaker for sure. Yeah. I like, thought he was so funny. Yeah. But yeah, I wasn't like super close with him. But I, yeah, I totally I think you were in that class a little bit. I, was, I, I mean, I don't remember I, anything bad about you at all. I remember that. I remember your face perfectly. That's why I was like, I know that girl. She was in my stuff. <laughs> so when I saw your picture come up somewhere a while back, like a couple of months ago, because, you know, Cisco, the co-host who can't be here today because he's sick. Um, he's a fitness trainer. So I was like looking at online stuff for him to do. And your name came up and I was like, I know that name and that face. I know her. And then I yeah. saw your card at like a poke place. That's so random and so funny. I, can't, I don't then, even remember where I've left my card half the time. So yeah. <laughs> and then Diana Lane, uh, we had her on here a couple of years ago and she recommended you to be on the podcast. I was like, Oh my gosh. It's like I keep seeing her and I, I did reach out to you on um a fitness that fitness page that I found you on, but I guess you didn't get the email. Oh, it was like I through a it was like through one of those where you put your name on there and people can contact you through there. Interesting. Yeah, usually they I don't know, I don't usually check that email, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a virtual assistant that checks it it's for okay. me. And yeah, it's she okay. Everything happens perfectly. So yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you're here now. <laughs> I know this is crazy. When Diana tagged me in your post, I was like, "Get the hell out of here!" Like, wasn't <laughs> <laughs> so small. <laughs> I know it's so cool. Love yeah. it. So, no, so I do excited. remember you as my teacher. By the way, I'm pretty. You're the teacher that told me that when you were pregnant, you could and could not read in the car. Like you kept switching back and forth. Was that you? Um, maybe. I feel like I had a, I'm pretty I sure was, it was you. I think I was pregnant the next year after I had you. Yeah, you class. were pregnant when you had me and you were like, you were telling us like, I literally just remember it because it was oh, like dude. sex ed and you were like, oh, I never used to be able to read in the car. And then I got pregnant with my first kid and I could, you were like trying to tell us what the hormones could oh, do. Oh, I don't know if that was me because I only have Damn. one kid. I thought it was you. I thought it was you. I no. saw you. I remember you though. Like no. I recognize you too, but I thought that was you. Dang. No, that might <laughs> have tried. been uh I'm trying to think of who you would have had for science in eighth grade. <laughs> That's probably your eighth grade science teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I was uh the one that was uh really nice. Too too nice. Too nice. <laughs> too nice. I learned that year I was too nice. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I would be the same way as a teacher. <laughs> it was a, a very, a big learning year and that, a very memorable year for me because I had a lot of difficult, uh, challenging kids. Yeah. That year. Yeah, my class was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. And I think Mackenzie, Mackenzie Roten, uh -huh. she, she was in that class with you, I think. 
Yes. Oh, now. Okay. Yeah. That now I remember which class that was. I must be, I was remembering sixth grade at first, but no, I, I definitely remember. I can name other names too. I know exactly what class that was. That's so funny. Because she, she wrote me a, a note at the end of the year, apologizing to me for, I guess, being kind of hard on me. And I found her on Facebook and I sent her a picture of it, like maybe last year. And she That's got so kicked funny. out of it. She's like, oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> so cute. Anyway, well, I am so excited. I like have been watching you on Instagram and stuff. I like, wow, I am so excited. I want to go to one of your shows. So tell me what you've been up to since seventh grade. Uh. <laughs> Let's make it brief. Uh, I went to UT, graduated with a degree in acting and kinesiology. So two degrees. Cool. And um, yeah, after school, it was like I had started this website when I was in school for fitness and it was mostly like recipes and stuff. I got really into like making unhealthy foods healthy, specifically making them paleo for a while. Oh, cool. Um, and so I just have a ton of recipes and I was like, I'm just going to do this website and when I graduated college, my dad was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. And so I already like had gotten my personal training cert, my nutrition cert, like all these different things, just so I had everything lined up when I graduated. And he was like, well, you've got this website. You're like starting to get a good following, like just maybe do the online coaching thing or like get your own clients. And so we made the website its own little business and stuff. And I was really bad at marketing. So that's I hard. Got a marketing, yeah, got a marketing internship, learned all of the pieces of digital marketing. Um, and actually, like through that, one of the clinics that had initially hired me to be their nutritionist was like, actually, can you do our marketing? <laughs> and wow. So I actually have been mostly doing marketing since college, um, just doing like different health brands, mostly um, social media, wow. blog, email, lots of copywriting, all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. I've got a lot of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was good though. Cause like I, you know, acting, it feels like copywriting just makes sense because I can understand what the doctors are trying to say. And then acting is like how to become another person. So it's like, you just yeah. look at how they're talking, read how they're talking. You can copy it. And then you know how to make it digestible, not so scientific for the average reader. So Mm -hmm. it's a good little, good little mix that I didn't know would happen really. Yeah. Um, I love that. And so your parents seem very supportive. Your parents are very supportive, maybe too supportive, but they're very supportive. That's great. Um, I feel like that makes a big difference when it comes. And and so I'm thinking like, you're talking to me about all these different things you're dabbing in. And it's like, you're a perfect example of what I feel like people should know is that you can do multiple things at one time. You don't have to do just one thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't understand how people can just do one thing. Maybe I'm just (laughs) undiagnosed ADHD, but like, it's, it's so much nicer to have a different schedule every day of the week. And yeah. 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 Um, And some people work better that way. You know, they get, if you get stuck in this rut of nine to five or eight to six, whatever it it gets like life is boring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like consistency. I don't know. I feel like I'm a bunch of different. Yeah. <laughs> so it's constantly like two different sides of my head, like be creative. Nothing yeah. Happens. yeah. And then, but what's your plan? You know? Yeah. Um, I can relate to that for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like, I guess after that, like I still do marketing. I've got a couple coaching clients as well, but like, um, 
after college, I was also doing acting. I was auditioning for plays and I do a lot of stage acting. So like I got hired by this company called Shitface Shakespeare, (laughs) which we would do a Shakespeare play, but we would get one actor drunk for the show, like legitimately funny. And then we would just have to do the play with a drunk actor. And it was, Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. It was so fun. It was crazy. Like I, yeah, it was a really fun time in my life, but I was (laughs) so bad at the improv. Like I was so like (laughs) classically trained at like, do your lines, you know, stay in the world of the play. Like I wasn't used to interacting with the audience. I wasn't used to like going yeah. off script, especially in Shakespearean English. So I was like, uh, I don't want to do improv. Let me check out the stand-up comedy thing. Cause at least it'll force me to talk to the audience and stand-up is like my main thing now. Um, so wow. yeah, that was almost five years ago, but yeah. So wow. it's okay. a journey. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, through. When you were in high school, were you doing acting then? Yes. Like in- yeah. Okay. I started acting in middle school. Um, I was, okay. I got lucky, like sixth grade, the high school, need, like around Arc High needed some middle schoolers to play some like kid parts. And so I got to do a play at the high school each year of middle school. So I was, I did one oh. in sixth grade, one in seventh and one in eighth. And then when I got to high school, I like already knew the older kids and I knew the directors. And so I just kind of like slipped right into yeah. the theater theater crew Um, yeah I loved I still love the directors or the they're the same people around Rock High I love them so much they taught me a lot for sure oh wow that's so yeah I have a um a friend whose daughter is really big in at Round Rock well actually she's at McNeil never mind she's not in Round Rock um okay so so you started knowing that you had this love for acting and so was that something you thought like when I'm older that this is what I'm gonna do I just didn't know like that's one of those ones where even as a kid I remember being like oh acting is fun but who actually makes that their job you know who's yeah yeah I mean that's crazy enough and then even going into college I didn't know what I was going to major in and then my like you know all of the colleges were like you know you can major in theater right and whether that's a good financial decision or not (laughs) you can do that (laughs) um so I was like, I'll do that. And then once I got into college, um, I kind of like got obsessed with fitness and all that other stuff. So I was like, well, this actually is a really good day job. If I'm going to, whether I go into acting or I go into fitness, like I can still do both until acting takes off. And if I say screw acting, I can have this other thing I really care about. Yeah, Um, totally. That's a good plan. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So (laughs) college theater and then you got so so how did the whole fitness um you were into nutrition and so how did you start getting your your fitness clients well like I said I was bad at acting or at at marketing (laughs) Marketing. so (laughs) I didn't get that many honestly um I it was interesting like I have done group programs since I learned more marketing stuff so it's like I've gotten bigger groups of people to do challenges or whatever Um, but once I kind of started getting more into the marketing for other people's stuff, I was like, I don't even know what my offering is yet. Like when you, the first thing you learn in marketing is like, what's your niche, you know, Mm -hmm. and everyone who starts out doesn't want to niche down because they want to help everyone. So I was kind of like in that camp and I was making no money. So I was like, okay, I, let me just take some marketing clients because those people have things I can get behind and I know how to promote the thing once I have it. Mm -hmm. I just didn't have my own thing. So I was like, let me just do that. 
Um, but even throughout that, I would have like one to five personal clients at a time usually. Um, and a lot of them would find me either via, um, Instagram, uh, my fitness Instagram has been hacked. So the following is not impressive anymore. Um, I, I got like a decent, I mean, it wasn't a lot of, got like 7,000 followers or something very fast, but they were like very engaged. And it was when you could like really hack Instagram early on. And yeah, so I was like, I had like these local followers, you know, so I could get people from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. feel like once I got a couple clients, it was more like referral. Like I still today, like I don't really market my fitness stuff mm-hmm. that much, although that's probably about to change again. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I didn't really like ever put a lot of effort into marketing my own mm-hmm. stuff. Cause I didn't have a clear idea, but now I finally am like, okay, I know what kind of clients I attract. I know what I like to work on and help people with. So now I'm actually scheming some programs again, but (laughs) that's exciting. I mean, sometimes it takes some time to figure it out, right? You have to go through some experiences. And I had to be honest with myself, like stand up is such a weird schedule. And like most clients want to be trained at between six and 9 a.m. And I'm going to bed between midnight and two yeah, it's hard. Like when I first graduated college, I was working in a gym for a little bit and I had clients there and it was just so brutal as soon as I started stand up and even Shitface Shakespeare, I would like come into work Monday, still slightly hungover or whatever. And it's like, and I don't drink outside of that. So it was like, it gets extra <laughs> hard, you know? And so I was like, I just can't do this. This is insane. Yeah. yeah. So wow. it's like, it has to, it's, it's definitely on me where I'm like, if you're a client that wants to train after 10 a.m., I'll train you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I think you'll, you'll find more of that these days after COVID when a lot of people are working from home now, they have. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's been what it is. It's like I get to actually work with a lot of like entrepreneurs or remote workers or mm-hmm. people with, you know, like more flexible. They're higher up at their corporation. So they're more flexible with their schedule. Yeah. Um, so that's been cool. I get to meet some really cool people because of that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So, okay. So you're like, what would you say is your main love? Like, or do you have one? Oh, performing a hundred percent. Performing. Okay. And so yeah. how many times a week do you do comedy? It depends. I mean, like, let me see this week. I have, <laughs> I'm looking at my calendar. I'm like this week I have three shows before Saturday. Um, so, I mean, I would say like, I have I've been having consistently like three to five shows a week. Wow. That's amazing. At least since this, like since 2023. So like past six weeks or so. And then before that, it was like probably at least two a week. That's Uh, amazing. Yeah. And it's cool. Like it's their shows now. So I'm, you know, the money's not great, but I'm getting paid something for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that wants to be there, you know, (laughs) open mic audiences don't want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. So you've kind of like grown into your own shows where you're getting paid. Yeah. And I think, you know, every comic starts off, right? Doing open mic. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like anyone who's acting like comedy is hard to get into. I'm like, it's literally the lowest barrier to entry of anything. You don't need to learn anything. You can go to the open mic and scream for three minutes. There was a guy that used to do that, you know, like (laughs) it's just, it's an open mic. (laughs) Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. I think comedy, I mean, comedy, I feel like is one of the hardest things. Like, I can't even imagine the energy you have to have 
it's the scariest thing I've ever done on stage. And I was in orchestra. I danced. I used to sing. I acted. I've given, I don't know how many speeches. Yeah. But it's yeah. like you rehearse that stuff. You know, you're not, ex- you're not expecting people to laugh, you know, at yeah. you when you're doing, <laughs> it's like a bad thing if they're laughing. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then it's, it feels even worse somehow when they don't laugh at your comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine yeah. that's got to be hard. That's so hard. Yeah. Every time I'm watching comedy, I'm like, this is so hard for that person to be it. But, and then some people are so natural at it. It's just like, you forget. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you forget that it's a show because it just yeah. feels like you're listening to somebody talk, you know, like a friend on stage, just making jokes. Right. Yeah, wow, that's exactly. Amazing. <laughs> it's so fun though. And it works. It's like, yes, yeah, satisfying. I love, I love like comedy shows. Like I know that like, I went to Joe Coy. Do you oh, know yeah, Joe? Yeah. I, can, I went He's to so see funny. him in Houston and I just was like amazed at how big that show was because I saw him five years ago at Paramount in Austin. And this show was at the Toyota Center. And yeah, I was just like, Boy is like, oh my God, this guy has blown up. So I don't pay attention to like Hollywood or anything that's happening. So I didn't know that he had grown so much. Like, yeah. Um, and my friend right? got me a ticket. So I didn't know how much the tickets were until later afterwards. She told me, I was like, oh my God. But it was, he is so good. I don't think, yeah. I don't think that whole thing was planned at all. It was like, constant improv like he was just picking on people in the audience and like making stuff up and oh yeah crowd work is crazy yeah Yeah. he's he's huge now I watched his last special and I was like this guy's doing arenas that's crazy like perspective too like the Paramount is one of the bigger venues in Austin to like hope to get to do like I finally just got to open a show there in November and like that was like a career milestone and but like that's the small theater compared to what some of these comics are doing yeah it's crazy it is I didn't even know that you could see a comedian in that large of a place like I didn't know that even occurred so I was like it's like we're at a concert like yeah (laughs) and I'd rather be at a comedy show than a concert because it's more engaging and laughter you know, like it feels so good. It was such an emotional release that night. I had been so stressed like the last couple of months. And then I just like let it all out with all my laughter. So I really, you're doing amazing, amazing (laughs) things for people. It's like a healing. Like the only two ways we can express catharsis is by crying or laughing. So it's like, which one's better? Like, (laughs) you know, I'd be trying to laugh. Yeah, out for laughing off hurt sometimes, and I'm like, "Would you brought me to? Do you want me to start crying? Do you want me to cry in front of you instead? Because that's the other option." So, (laughs) some people probably would prefer crying, you know, and that's just a sad. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think like you guys are like healers in your own way, so. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, there's so many different types of comedy and it's always funny to me to like bring different friends out to shows because it's like, I forget, I'll just laugh at a joke if it is a good joke. Like, I don't care if it's offensive to me, if it's offensive to someone else, if it's the dirtiest thing you can think of, if it's a funny (laughs) joke, I'm laughing. And I forget that people have like opinions on things like I, I'm like I, I like I love being in comedy because it makes me way less attached to my opinions like yeah. I need to know how to formulate better 
formulate them better in order to make a point and make it funny. Mm -hmm. But like, I care less about them because it's like, there's going to be someone to make fun of it and they're going to be right. Like they're going to have a correct point, you know? Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, But it's funny to bring people out sometimes and they're just like, oh, that comedian was dark or whatever. I'm like, I try to personally stay pretty goofy and whatever, Uh like wordplay, but like, I think, I think all (laughs) types are fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's so, I, it's so good. Yeah, I think um, it, it's pretty comical to have somebody like go to a comedy show and get offended. Oh yeah, it happens yeah. all the time. It happens all the time. It's like, like what did you think was going to happen at the show? Like, yeah, there's only like, been there's only been one time where I was like, okay, she's kind of she wasn't even justified. She, this, there's this woman heckling at one of my shows a couple weeks ago. Like, I, I produced a show at one of the comedy clubs and. So she was like heckling all the comics real bad. She literally paid one to get off stage. And I was like, this is crazy. And so a fairly famous comic, David Lucas asked for a guest spot. And I was like, yeah, 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 come on in. So he like, this guy's like touring with Louis CK and stuff. So like, he's like, he's really good. So um, I was like, yeah, yeah, come in. And she started heckling him and he just went hard like he got her to stop and like he unfortunately made like a breast cancer joke about her small boobs and she actually had had breast cancer and she like got really upset and I was like oh you kind of brought it on yourself like we had to just get security to deal with it but I was like oh my gosh oh wow yeah it's like even then I'm like girl you were literally like the first four comedians just yelling at them like yeah he maybe went too far with that joke but like you brought it on yourself sorry you know yeah I mean that's just something you need to expect when you're being an audience in a comedy show I mean yeah yeah you're gonna be picked on there's gonna be jokes and you, you have to just learn to not take it so seriously yeah 100 percent but, but so have you had anybody like, like in an audience that did anything like that to you or oh not that aggressive <laughs> my favorite heckling joke or my favorite heckling story was like I was doing this show where it was like four dudes ahead of me in the lineup and then I was the feature and then another female was the headliner and I'm me and then she's like she literally gets on stage and goes look I know I look pronouny okay so she's like she's got like a boy haircut and she's like a lesbian she's cool as hell like I love her she's so funny and like whatever but um so it's like all these dudes going up and like they're killing they're having good sets it's great whatever and all of them are making like pretty lazy rape jokes and like jokes along those lines and like me and Ariel both were like, again, joke about whatever you want, but like make the punchlines clever. You know, this is just annoying at this point that the fourth guy has gone up and done this. And um, <laughs> so I get up and I have this story about someone hitting on me, whatever. And he introduces himself as Kyle, like the town. This is a very real pickup line that he used. And so it's like this whole story, whatever I'm talking about, like this guy is like, got Kyle confidence. You know, I've got all these tags about why Kyle sucks. And like, as I'm giving the reasons why Kyle, the town sucks, there's a guy in the audience who's going, no, no, no. And like the joke's working, the audience is laughing. So he's not really like bothering them. And so I just kind of like took note and I was like, this guy might get triggered. And so like at the end, the end of the joke is something like, can you guys imagine if he had the confidence of someone with a real name like Dallas, you know, he would have fucked me right (laughs) at the store. And the guy like in the audience is like, "Ah, whatever, like that's a funny line. And then the guy who'd been saying no goes, you would have liked it. 
Oh. And <laughs> the audience was laughing, so they didn't hear him, but I heard him and it was loud enough that people started getting quiet. And I was like, I'm sorry, what'd you say? And he goes, you would have liked it. He said again. <laughs> and I just go, well, now I see why the rape jokes were working all night. And everyone's just like, I was like, thank God. Like things like that. It just, I hate getting heckled. Like, yeah, I'm sure. I know like comics, there's a lot of comics that are really good at crowd work. And I'm usually pretty good on the spot when I have to be like in that mm -hmm. situation, but I'm not going to try and poke the bear. Like I took, yes. <laughs> I took enough time trying to write these jokes for you guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's um, like when you get to like joke boy status, it's like, you don't care anymore because most yeah. everybody's, everybody's there like, because they love you <laughs> yeah well I can guarantee oh well, I can't guarantee you I got to watch Russell Peters uh recently too and uh -huh. he definitely has bits in his set but it's like he uses the crowd work to get to them and I have a feeling Joe Coy might have been oh doing thing, I see it's yeah so seamless that it looks like it's all made up so like oh i was yeah. watching i mean again i haven't watched joe coy live i've only watched his, his specials uh -huh. so maybe his whole live really is just crowd work but like uh -huh. i've noticed a lot of those guys that are getting to the arena level because russell peters is that famous too like yeah they're just they're very very good at crowd work oh no my light died <laughs> they're very very good at crowd work but like uh -huh. it's definitely like a tactic right it's a tactic and they like no no matter how like no matter what they uh what answer they get they're mm -hmm. gonna get like yeah something out of it to get them to their next joke yeah I, I can see that because when he picks on couples and then he, he, he... I'm so sorry my light went out can I it's okay really <laughs> you're in the dark now I know I'll be right back there's like well, my roommate is so extra she's got all this like okay. <laughs> lighting over here let's see if that is awesome well I, I can't wait to come see one of your shows so you're mostly doing shows on the weekdays um, no, whenever I'm booked. So it's just so okay. That, and so where, where can we find your schedule? Um, Aliwo.com. A-L-L-I-W-O. Aliwo.com. Since my last name is so insane. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I put all my, I actually need to update my website, but. Okay. Yeah. Um, my. Uh, and your Instagram is the same, right? Aliwo? Aliwo. Yeah. And um. Yeah, my regular show is uh, uh, Tuesday, second and fourth Tuesdays at Creek in the Cave. So it's okay. Um, it's a it's a gong show. It's very aggressive, but it's fun. <laughs> Creek in the Cave. There's so many more comedy places these days too. Wow. There's like eight clubs or something now in town. It's crazy. That's crazy. That is. Crazy. That's so awesome. I am so happy about that. Yeah. Great. It's, it's great. <laughs> I feel like. Seriously, like you guys are really needed in the world today. <laughs> yeah. And like we need guys. more comedy in our lives and we need to learn how to not take things so seriously, you know? 100%. Like, and Austin is really booming. Like it's, there's literally shows every single night of the week. Yeah. Somewhere. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. It's so fun. So, what else? How about your personal life? When it, how's that going? Like, are you dating? Are you. Um, I need to get married one day or have kids. Any of that? Well, I'm like kind of dating. I was engaged last spring. Wow. And I ended it. <laughs> um, oh. so yeah, so I'm taking that slow. Um, okay. definitely like a personal realization. This is funny. I've actually had like 
three other comics come up to me within the last week and be like, can we talk about life? And all of them, all of them are like, we're all on the same page. We're all just like, I mean, I was engaged. So like, I had a little bit of a hot girl summer, let's be honest. But like, you know, like after (laughs) I'm like, dang, I can't, I like, I like having a person, you know, like if I'm dating, I don't like the casual thing. So, um, and like all of the, all of the comics have been coming up to me being like, I'm done being a fuck boy. How do I find my woman? And I'm like, oh my God, guys. So, <laughs> um, we're all in the same boat right now, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm casually seeing someone who I really, really like, um, but I'm not like rushing into anything. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, I feel like at this point it's like, I do eventually want, you know, a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I want kids. I know me and I know how much I've got on my plate right now. And it's like, yeah. that's always the excuse. You figure it out if you have the kids. Yeah. But, I mean, you you have a lot of time. So yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I keep saying, I'm like, oh, I turned 28 though. You know, like it's, it's getting up yeah, there. But I, I like, have but, friends having kids in their forties. So you, you're good. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, that's also like, I'm very thankful to know so many friends like in the, I'm just assuming you're somewhat in the holistic space because I met you through Diana. Yeah, the woo or the holistic or both. Yeah, yeah, like I'm glad to have so many friends like in that crew too, because like, if you take care of yourself, you can have healthy kids much longer than we're being told, you know? Um, So yeah, I feel like at this point right now, it's like, I know I'm a relationship person. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm kind of enjoying my time with yeah. that one right now as I work on my career. Cause I'm, yeah. I, have a lot, I have a lot of stuff like coming up. Like I'm allowed to say this now. I just signed a contract to do an episode on OnlyFans TV, which is like OnlyFans is new, like safe for work platform where it's like, they're doing, really? yeah, they're like highlighting, um, they're doing self-produced TV shows on there. And so one of them is like highlighting different stand-up scenes around the country and I'm going to get to be in the Austin episode. So like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So it's like, I, that's what I'm working on literally this week. Like we're shooting in a week, I think. So it's like, I, <laughs> that's I, so exciting. Know. Yeah. You have a lot of stuff going for you right now. That's, yeah. yeah. No need to think about that stuff. No need to think about families. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, my family, family, like that I grew up with and stuff, Mm -hmm. like my younger brother is married and I love his wife and they're kind of close. So like my family that exists already, I'm very close with. And I still like, yeah, go. Did I have have your younger brother? I think I did. You might have TJ Thomas. Yeah. I think I might have asked him if he had me. I will. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think I did because so I kind of remember that name and for some reason he was reason, a like good said, kid too he was a good kid I feel like yeah. he was really quiet in school yeah yeah I think I did and I might have had him when I turned to Hudson Miss Hudson was oh he that I do yeah I'll have to ask him yeah ask he's him if two he was years younger than me yeah he's two okay years yeah I think I did for some reason I don't know but maybe I'm wrong um I mean that last name's hard to miss so I know for some reason I think I did but I can't you know the quiet ones I don't remember as much yeah how many <laughs> I mean, how many years are you still teaching no I mean I quit Chisholm Trail when I had my daughter um the year after I had her. So 2013, I think I quit Chisholm Trail. And then I worked at like Travis for a year, like a couple of years after that. And then I was like, I, I do life coaching for kids now. So oh, wow. I was like, 
You know, when I was at Chisholm Trail, I if all everybody would come to me with their problems, like all the kids, like, and I'd be like helping them, you know, with their dr- friend drama and stuff. And I was like, there's something more these kids need. And then when I went to Lake Travis, I saw it again, you know, different on a different level. Um, you know, these kids need more yeah. than science, you know, and I kept thinking, you know, my degrees in psychology, I was like, I just want to life coach these kids. Like, I just want to teach them tools. I don't want to like be their therapist. Right. So I, just, I took a leap of faith and I quit and I did open my own business. So now, I mean, now through COVID, I'm all online, which is awesome because I'm homeschooling my daughter and I get to work from home. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. It's cool. And I work on outschool.com too, teaching classes. Have you heard of outschool.com? I, yes, but I don't know what they do. Okay. So it's just a platform for, um, for homeschoolers. Kids. Well, it's not just for homeschools for anybody, but it blew up during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you can, I'm, I was going to suggest like, hey, if you ever like need some extra funds, you should get on there and teach acting because they have acting classes on there for kids. And like, you just that's apply true. to be a teacher and you teach whatever you're good at. And that's really cool. They market for you and everything. So it's been a blessing for sure. That's really cool. Yeah. Very so if you're ever interested in, in working with kids again, because it's only for kids. So, yeah. I might, I'll reach out to you about that. That'd be fun. Okay. I just also like to give back to, like, I feel like there's, there's a couple things that I could be doing that are like better for the community than just me going out all the time with my yeah. friends. You know? <laughs> like, it's hard when you're doing yeah. comedy. It's like, I'm out five nights a week, like yeah. not even partying. I, I'm just like out at the show and then we just hang out. Yeah. Ever, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you're have fun while you can, you'll get to that. <laughs> When you get to your thirties, that's when you're like, okay, I have more time to, you know, I'm ready to give back more, you know, yeah, like have fun. hustle, hustle and fun time for sure. Yeah. Cause you're going to remember these years for, you know, ever when you're older, like, oh my God, in my twenties, I always do that in my twenties. <laughs> I so, had so much fun. I'm just so glad. Like I have so many friends that are like a little bit older than me too. And it's like, it's been so nice to hear people say stuff like that. Cause I just have a lot of moments when I'm in those things and I'm like, yeah man yeah we're all like none of us know what the hell's going on <laughs> last. this is so fun I can't wait till we all have more money and we can do this in fucking like steakhouses you know <laughs> but <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious yeah yeah that's it's funny it's like it's, it's so good I'm like this is it's crazy like especially in comedy like I'm so lucky that all of my friends are just like getting cool opportunities too like it just feels very rising tide is raising yeah. all the ships right now and it's it's been very fun like, yay I, I, I step so back and try to appreciate the journey for sure yeah good good <laughs> definitely enjoy it so okay anything I'm going to ask you a question and then if you have anything else to share before we say goodbye we could do that but yeah. I like to ask all our participants what is one thing you have to do every day to help you stay balanced and mentally just grounded? Um, I've gotten really into my morning routine, I would say the last few months. And that almost always includes, and though that always includes some sort of like prayer slash reading a little devotional. Um, but it's more consistently than that. It's just a time to sit and be by myself and do what I feel like I need to do. Like it's, Mm -hmm. 
it's either I am doing the prayer and devotional, I'm journaling something, I'm writing affirmations, I'm meditating. Like I kind of just will sit on my bed and be like, okay, what's the thing today? So I'd probably say, I guess, rather than my first answer, it's just sitting. sitting yeah. Yeah. I, that is totally what I do. That's yeah. <laughs> so cool that you said that. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I do. I read something inspirational. I write in my journal. I like sip on my little like drink, whatever I'm drinking that morning. And it just yep. starts. it's such a great start to the day. Yeah. It's like, I think, I mean, I know I used to be like so type A with things, which sounds silly with all the crazy stuff I do now, but like I was driving myself crazy with how organized I needed to be. And I, I think doing something like that in the morning where it's like, no, your phone is off. Mm -hmm. You can sit here and do whatever you want for 30 minutes, but you have to sit here for 30 minutes. And like, it's still kind of structured, but like, I don't know. I feel like it allows me to just get more into a, like a flow mindset. And then yeah. I know what I need to do for the day, but I can just kind of do it when I want. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it, it, it taps into something else. I don't know. Good. I yeah. love that. Great. <laughs> This has been so fun. I, I'm, I'm definitely going to come see one of your shows. I just have to figure out when I can get yeah. there. <laughs> I love that. And you said, does Cisco, you said Cisco lives in Houston? He lives in Houston, but um, he comes to Austin uh, quite a bit. So we'll figure it out. Cool. Oh, I was going like, to say the guy I'm seeing just started a travel nursing gig in Houston. So I'm like, oh, really? I'm yeah, I'm friends with like several of the clubs down there too. So I feel like what if and when I go visit there. Oh I'll yeah, like yeah, let too. us know if you have a show there. Yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. I love to like do like both cities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a different vibe for sure. Like it is. Because yeah. Houston's so much more diverse. So it's like yeah. the white people in Austin love to get offended. So it's yeah. like even if someone says something and like not white people laugh, but someone else laughs, then yeah. Else will laugh, you know? <laughs> oh my God. That's so blunt. So true. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Houston is diverse. And that's what was so cool about the Joe Coy show is like, it oh, was so diverse in there. And yeah. Like he's mixed. And then, yeah. And then like, he was picking and... on these people and asking them, you know, what, what are you? What are you? you know, what are you? Oh, that's oh, wow. literally what Russell Peters did and he correctly <laughs> guessed we were okay I was in Copenhagen when I saw him he correctly guessed a black guy was from Somalia and he guessed his name and I was like what the what <laughs> so he's a psychic now <laughs> wow that's yeah. interesting hey yeah. did did you just go to India or something Yes. Yeah. I spent all of August in India and uh, all of August in India. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my roommate is like my best friend. I grew up with her. I don't think you had her, but, um, Anupi Chandi Ramani, uh, she's a DJ now and she's like, she's my best friend. She's been my best friend since third grade. So, um, yeah, but she's got her own business. She's a DJ and whatever, but, um, Aww. yeah, she, uh, she's Indian. So she, we finally made it happen. I literally like booked the flight and then broke up with my fiance. <laughs> oh, wow. It's like your breakup trip. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't supposed to be that. It's just kind of how it worked, but you know, yeah. you're like, I got to get out of here. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Just hit pause on Texas for a month and go live yeah. on the other side of the world. So, yeah. It was fun. So cool. Yeah. It's, you were living a great life. It's a totally from, different world. From this view, you're living a great life. <laughs> I think I am too. I'm very thankful. Like 
I mean, yeah, like I got to do comedy in Copenhagen and that's why I went to Russell's show and I got to hang out in the green room with him afterwards because the guy I was opening for is best friends with him. So like, it's just, oh my is a very small world. Like the connections happen very fast and yeah. Yeah, so, I've heard that it is. Travel and yeah travel and perform and do dumb stuff with your friends it's like it's so fun <laughs> that is sounds so fun yay yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna live vicariously through you when I watch you online <laughs> well, it was funny like because I did the India thing and I had a couple videos like go pretty viral over there so now like my Instagram following is like 50% Indians oh know? really like, <laughs> which is great but like yeah. I went to Copenhagen and I took pictures of Russell <laughs> And I like, oh. posted those, so now my oh, Indian wow. I think I'm like super famous. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny the synchronicity is. Yeah, like... <laughs> so cool. That's so fun. Awesome. Well, this has been great, Allison. Yeah, can't wait I to really... see you in person and see your show. And I'll yeah, let me know. <laughs> have a great week of comedy. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate talking to you as well. Thanks for the spot on the show. It's fun.